What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the world's first and longest-running podcast on Amazon advertising tips, tricks, and strategies to make your advertising life on Amazon a little bit easier and a little bit more profitable. Uh, we're doing something fun with a podcast today. The episode you heard last week was recorded way back in November, where we started a follow-along trying to raise the BSR. Uh, we just released it that last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, be sure to listen to it. Uh, this episode we recorded in January after the follow along. And we have sort of a, the roller coaster that is optimizing for BSR. We have some cool insights, some things that we've did, uh, as well as the results of those activities over time. Uh, I wanted to get a little bit more real when it comes to talking about results, because let's be real, even when you do best practice, sometimes it doesn't exactly do what you want. We've got over 200 episodes of the PPC Done podcast, and you can go to the show notes and receive a checklist of all of the freebies and activities we've made over the years. Uh, it's organized by category uh, from SEO to on-page optimization to bid optimization. The list is long. It's categorized. Go check it out. It's in the show notes. Get that big checklist of Amazon PPC goodies. And I will see you inside the PPC Den podcast. Let's tune in. I've launched campaigns and picked keywords. I've got my bits, set placements too. Now bad mistakes. So it's been a while since we've hit the record button. I think the last, I think we recorded part A here, like November, give or take. Yep, that's it. And we were doing a BSR follow along. We were trying to take a product that was in, I think it was in BSR one, then it fell down and we were felt it rose back up a little bit. And we were trying, we were trying to see what activities we could do to really keep it high. So it's been couple months now it's january 11th we're recording this part two and it's a really interesting one we were just spending some time looking at some of the data and i love the i love the topic that we're going to talk about because i was just sent a message from uh, a potential client and they asked a question they asked two questions which i thought was really good like which was one like how should a company interpret and how do we know for sure when it's a PPC issue or something else? And then sort of followed up, like what happens when you do best practice, but then the result isn't exactly what you were hoping for. And I think this actually, this, what we're about to talk about and what happened actually encapsulates both of those things. 
Um, so I feel like it's a really cool opportunity, which is what we wanted to do with this series, which is like, you know, when you do Amazon PPC, it doesn't go up all the time, up forever. Like, you know, the reality is if there was ever a company that only made things go up, like they, they, they've cracked the code and yeah. they've entered in the video game cheat code <laughs> that like makes numbers only go up, right? Like it doesn't make sense. Like things go, sometimes you do best practice and it doesn't exactly pan out the way that you maybe initially intended. So we've got some wins here uh, as well as a sort of, we'll probably be finishing with a t- to be continued here. So I've said a lot and I sort of set the stage, but basically walk us through like, so last time we met, it was like, we're going to go harder on PPC to see if we can push this thing. Right. And that was really where our conversation was headed. Yes. Uh, and then it ended up taking off in a different direction. So start with the PPC and then sort of talk us through like what happened next. Yeah. So um, just like you said, you know, it was pre-holidays. We're building up towards the holidays. Um, really Q4 is a big time uh, for this product. Q1 is also. So uh, we wanted to make sure that we had momentum going into 2023 and making sure that we had great sell through during the holiday season. Um, so we wanted to push the item push it hard with PPC, which we did. So we added additional budget. We added some additional layers of our strategy. So we made sure that um, we were attacking in different ways and and every way that we possibly could. Plus we also upped the defensive too, to make sure that we owned our our own uh, product display page. So that was kind of layer one with the PPC. Yeah. So that's all great, right? Um, And we talked a lot about that, like what the plan was in part A previously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so we set those wheels in motion and now we started getting great sales. Um, BSR started to drop. Um, We were getting great sell through. Conversion was good, making, um, you know, a good amount of sales on it. And then we kind of hit a ceiling with, with the product itself because I guess we sold it a little too well because we ended up um, kind of selling out of that variation of it. Now, this is a multi-product listing. So there's there's a parent, of course, several children. Uh, we were pushing uh, the, the one that was, had the best conversion, and that was the one that actually sold out. So we learned a couple things from that. We'll get into that in just a second, but we had to switch focus. So we went from one that was the, the leader, then we had to switch to another variation, pushing that one a little bit harder. And then we saw some some interesting things happen. How long did it take you to realize what was going on, right? Because things were moving in the right direction. And, you know, I'm maybe I'm weird, but I always say like, because you said that BSR was dropping as in like a lower number. I always refer to that as like BSR was increased, like the highest number, mm-hmm. it, like the highest position is like one, which is a, technically a lower number than I'm very confusing. So <laughs> what you just to clarify what you meant there, yeah. you were pushing PPC, when you said BSR was dropping, you mean it was getting closer to the first position? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So getting to the lower numbers. Yeah, yeah. So that was happening. And a lot of this was going on with the first variation. And then when it started to rise again, so when BSR started to get worse, how long did it take you to put together that puzzle uh, there? Well, actually, we have great communication with this client, which is something else that we talk about, you know, quite a bit on the show, too, is communication with your client. They had saw that the velocity was increasing. So they're like, they're looking at their inventory. They're looking at what's inbound and they, they had kind of raised the red flag. They they actually raised the yellow flag and said, if we're in this position and we keep selling at this rate, it's going to go completely out of stock. They didn't want to do that entirely. So 
um, we kind of got to the point of like, okay, well, let's pull back uh, just a touch on it um, to see if we can salvage some of the inventory. Uh, but we kind of just surpassed that point. <laughs> yeah. And I think you had some CTR changes, like uh, the, the CTR was like 0 0.39. And then once that variation had to get sort of tampered back, yep. CTR fell to 0 0.24. Yep. So you can see the impact in that with having the key variation have to be suppressed almost or to, to avoid going out of stock. So yeah, so I think this is a perfect example where PPC results are heavily impacted by other things. And it's actually really interesting because a lot of times the conversation is usually like PPC is impacted only by the uh, product page itself. Like that's that's the big factor when when it comes to performance. And then of course the question is always like, well, when is it a conversion rate issue, meaning a product issue? When is it a competitor issue? When is it a PPC issue? And then you can add to that question. It's like, when is it a stock issue? And I think we have like a pretty good example here of that. So I think this is really interesting, but this is like real, this is real PPC management, like things like this happen. So what was your sort of like bob and weave to uh, sting like a butterfly, float like a bee, to quote Muhammad Ali here? Like what, what was your moves once this happened? Yeah. And like, what are you doing um, now? Yeah. As, as I had said, you know, the, the client was kind of, you know, we're going to, we need to think about what the situation is because we don't have anything else coming in. Um, there's, there's obviously stock on the way, but we're not going to get in a time to sell it. So it's not yeah. going to hit FBA. Um, so that was, we really had to retool what we were doing. And uh, the variation that we started going towards is a little bit different. Um, was, was it the second, which one, how did you determine which one to pick? Yeah. So it was a second leader. It was a second yeah, sales yeah, leader, yeah. Uh, but, but it was just different. Um, mm -hmm. One was more female focused. The other one was more male focused. So gender yeah. related. Um, and so then we had to just change what we were doing with, um, with the targeting. So obviously some additional keywords kind of floated up a little bit. We pushed on those a little bit more and then the product targeting was relatively the same because we were just trying to go after the same uh, leaders in the space. So that yeah. didn't change too much, but it was mostly the keyword targeting. Yeah. And it was really interesting too. We saw something that uh, the volume for the female version of this product was actually higher than the Correct. male version of this product, like the, the search search volume, yeah, which is like an, un, yeah, like an interesting unanticipated thing that became relevant when the stock got switched. So I thought that was interesting. Another really interesting takeaway was, you know, we had talked about weeks and weeks ago, how one product, a competitor's product shot up to position one and uh, it's still there. And one really interesting thing is it seems like comparing the product that we've been working on compared to that other product is actually, they, they don't seem like true competitors. It's almost like they're competitors in the same way that Mercedes-Benz competes with Honda in the sense of like very different demographics are buying these things. Right. And like, I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> But I, I bet if I were to Google like amount of, I like there's more Hondas, I would guess in America, like amount of Honda cars in USA. Is, can this give it to me? Uh, in 2021, Honda sold 1.3 million in the US. Okay. 
1.3 million. I'm going to do Mercedes Benz in the US. And I did not get uh, a number. I think my point is like sold. Okay. In 2021, it was 329,000 vehicles. So that's massively different. So that was 329 Mercedes Benz sold versus 1.3 million. So a million more Hondas were sold, uh, according to that incredibly quick Google search, which um, <laughs> could be incorrect, but it proves my point. So I'm going to continue with it. Uh, but like the the trend is generally like the more expensive a product, the smaller the audience for it usually. So here we the 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 variation that's in position one, a couple things, with, and I think there's some lessons here, like if you are competing in a category, some lessons to think about here. People on Amazon, people in general, uh, people in 2023, uh, more price sensitive. Yes. Price sensitivity is a real thing. Uh, and generally people will buy the cheaper one if they consider you know the products to be comparable. And they don't really understand the difference between the two of them. They're like, let me pick the cheaper one. The product that's in position one uh, is almost a third of the price, yeah. which is a major, major thing, right? Uh, I was working with a client one time and they had a, a product that was probably three times greater than anyone else. Um, incredibly high conversion rate, incredibly low A cost, like very good total A cost, like really good business health metrics couldn't crack high rankings, uh, like couldn't crack good ranking positions, couldn't crack good BSR positions, despite having an incredibly profitable business. Uh, they were just like the people that were searching for that product were so cost focused that if somebody wanted a real premium one, they picked them, but not everybody picks that real premium one. So I thought that was like pretty, I thought that's a pretty interesting thing here too. Uh, and then you get into like branding and positioning and all of those right. things. But it's, a, it's another factor that influences PPC outside of PPC, the price of your competitors, the demographics that you're, that you're going after for people who are searching these things. Because even though, yes, the intent of a search for somebody from the upper end of the market versus the lower end of the market, they want to buy, buy a thing that's using the same term, but they might have completely different standards and things that they're looking for. Uh, what what they're searching. So I, th I thought that was a really interesting thing here too. The last thing I'll say about it is like, they're the Mercedes Benz of this product. They're the like the top spot for who they are, right? Like if they compare yeah. themselves to the other luxury versions of this product, they're in the highest spot for that. So that's that's one way to, to sort of interpret this. And I don't know if it's exactly like what people would want to hear, but um, I don't know. How do you think about that? Like comparison based off pricing and market positioning and all those things. You know, it goes back to the perceived value from the actual customer. Um, and when you have one that's a multi-variation and in, it's at a similar price or even lower price and people are like, yeah, I want the multi. I don't even care. Like a lot of times if it's the similar product, because um, like you were talking about the category itself, right? And we've, we had this discussion internally about the, the category, the sub node of that category and whether or not everything's actually aligned and things are a little bit different. It's almost like we're looking at a pickup truck versus a sedan um, in this category. So they're mm -hmm. sort of similar. Yeah, they're both vehicles, but they serve a little bit different functions. And like you said, this one's more on the premium side. So it, it is, again, about perceived value. I mean, somebody's going to get a multi-pack for the, the leader here and it's just super low cost. So people are like, yeah, I'm going to save a buck.
it is really interesting to think about that, uh, like who who are the true competitors for not only the people searching it, but also the demographic and the intention behind it. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. So the summary here is like, you stepped on the gas for the PPC, like all the things that we, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, go back and listen to it because we sort of broke down what that strategy looked like. Strategy got implemented, stocking out can become an issue. And so this is sort of like inventory impacting uh, performance. One thing that I will say, even when it switched to the other performance, like I pulled up uh, a Helium 10 like sales tracker, uh, even when the other performance like sort of stocked out, the product is still in a better rank than it sort of ever has been historically. So yeah. like the impact, when you look at the totality of this, like it, this looks like it's going to be year over year better performance than it was last year, which is great. So like all of those things clearly are paying off. Um, so year over year performance is up. It actually looks like like sales rank is pretty strong too. So it almost like could be a year over year. I mean, granted we're in Jan it's January 11th, but it could be a year over year boost because it, it seems like it's better than it, than it has been. And I, this is like PPC. I, I really do think like we were doing some like detective work, like looking at this competitor, that competitor pulled up brand analytics. Like what does product opportunity explorer say? Um, you know, what is the conversion share of these products and this, that, and the other thing. So I think like, good PPC, you have to be a detective and try to like piece together what is actually happening, like what is impacting it? Because it would be a mistake if you like, you thought it was a PPC issue and like went and started making drastic changes when it probably wasn't called for. Yeah, correct. And, and just to speak about the year over year numbers. Yeah. I mean, this year compared to last year, we're crushing it. Like we're 75% above where we were last year. So easy. We're, we're yeah. A lot more units, a lot more revenue slowing through. Right. Yeah. So I think my takeaway is like, you have to keep things in, into perspective, like looking at sales volume, demographics, like who's buying your product, right. take a look at variations, pay attention to stock. Like there's a lot to manage to be successful. And I think like, that's the question here. It's like, you don't really have to pay attention on all these things. If you just want to be like, sort of like a, a B or C or D tier product, but like these people are, I consider leaders for their search, for their demographic, who people who search this and in this price range and have this price sensitivity, like they're the ones. So Agreed. I think keeping things into perspective and understanding that uh, is key here. Any final thoughts for you, Michael Tejeda? Yeah, just watch your inventory level. The second thing Ooh. is make sure <laughs> that you are communicating with that client. Like that is that relationship. Like you said, there's so many moving pieces that we need to be in constant communication. And with this client, we are beautiful, synergistic relationship. Can't talk about it them enough, but yeah. it all works and comes together when, when there's that communication. Yeah. I also want to say there's, there seems to be like an incredible amount of like maturity too. Like I think a more immature PPC manager would have made like crazy herky jerky movements <laughs> in the PPC without looking at like, Oh, let's check out stock levels. Like let's really get the sense of like what's going on. Let me contact and have a conversation with the client. Like those are such like huge skills for anyone, any marketer, whether you're an in-house person or not uh, such incredible skills and really great on the client too, to like communicate those things and like work yeah. out plans and like what variation should we go with next? Like those kinds of things. That's really what PPC is like PPC isn't up 
only all the all the time. Uh, there was this joke when I would follow crypto. It's like, oh, the number goes up only. Like, don't worry about don't, like not don't worry about anything. Like, <laughs> you buy it at hundred, it'll be two hundred eventually. It only goes up. And it was like a, a a meme, like a joke of like, oh, numbers only go up. And it's like, no, actually, like in real in the real world, like things go up, things go down. And like, how do you make the best decisions with the data that you have available? Um, right. So this is really interesting. Maybe we'll record a part three follow up on this specific case, because I think there's lots of lessons to learn. So um, thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. And it's a good one. So, um, yeah, maybe part three. Yeah. And everyone else, I'll see you next week here in the PBC Den Podcast. Peace. Bye.